Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective with me, Adam Meredith. I am in San Francisco. And it's been a good time so far. Now, if you watch the news, you may know. Well, actually, you don't really know when I'm here based off of when you actually listen to this. So I am here. And there are some fucking fires going on in California. So there's some down um, in Southern California, <coughs> excuse me, near, uh, I think, Southern, I don't think, L.A., San Diego, just all, all South, uh, South uh, California. And then I am in San Francisco, and uh, north of San Francisco, there's a fucking forest fire started by... A campfire, one singular campfire started a fucking forest fire and uh, something like 90,000 acres, I think, whenever I saw the news, uh, one of the rare times I watched the news, uh, 90,000 acres is burning, so crazy shit, man, man, yeah. California definitely needs to, you know, keep up with Smokey the Bear and uh, protect fucking forest fires. Make sure you put out your, your campfires. That's some crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, so because of that, there is a lot of smoke in the air. So my time here so far has been it's been great. It's been good. But can't fucking breathe outside unfortunately and I spent most of today actually outside walking around I still got out there and uh you had some people wearing some masks and uh we tried to get some but they were all sold out at most of these uh like Walgreens and CVS and different little corner stores so air quality isn't good right now but still taking in the city and uh you know I like San Francisco it is a very diverse city, and uh, I love it. I like places where I don't feel like I'm being judged. And, uh, man, I love where I'm from, and sometimes I feel like it may come off like I'm, I, uh, I maybe I rag on it a little bit too much. But the fact of the matter is it is an area where if you stand out, you know, people, you, you definitely feel it. And uh, it's not as it's not as eclectic. I don't, I, I don't know if that's the best word I want to use, but it's the word I'm using. So you just don't have a wide range and variety of people like you do here anyway. Um, so it's cool to be in that environment. I love environments like that. That's one of the reasons why I love Austin so much. Uh, I've been I've been to that city three times this year already. I'll, I'm going back next year, or not next year, next week. Uh, next weekend I'll be in Austin for a certification, and uh, I love that place. And it's just another you know it's just another place where you go, and it's a it's an active city, and people are being healthy and. Uh, everybody's just doing their thing and it just it's just very positive vibes and you're a bunch of fucking weirdos and for me it fit right in so 
Uh, San Francisco has been great. I definitely enjoy the, uh, you know, seeing all the different people. I had, uh, I've heard one person explain San Francisco as, um, you know, they didn't have the best experience coming here. They uh, <laughs> explained it to me like, man, dude, there's just a, uh, a lot of homeless people and it smells like piss everywhere. And uh, there's definitely some smells um, like with any city. And uh, th th there are homeless people, um, just like I would imagine any really nice place is. If I didn't have a place to stay, to live and stay, I would probably live in a fucking place that's really nice too. So, and uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a detractor of the city. I just think it's just a part of the experience. You know what I mean? When you take it all in as a whole, it just adds to the beauty and uh, it's just a part of, you know, the experience like I said so there is that but uh, one of the things that have st that stuck out to me is the city is very uh, everything is very jam-packed and um, I'm I haven't done a shit ton of traveling so like I am in the very beginning of my travels as far as my life journey um, and that was something that has stuck out to me. Being in Missouri, in the Midwest, there's a lot of space. So here, like all the buildings and everything is just jam-packed, super close together. And uh, that, that kind of really stuck out to me. So it's, it's, been, it's been pretty cool. This is my first time in California, on the West Coast, um, you know, in San Francisco. So this is just all all a great experience, and uh, you know I think so far this is a beautiful city all in all. It's been a lot of time uh, walking around the piers today, and uh, and just checking out the sights and the people. So it's a beautiful thing. So liking this city, and being that I'm in California, I'm not too far away from these next guys I want to talk to you about, Jumbo Superfoods. Jumbo Superfoods makes the best CBD products on the market. And I love their Muscle Balm, and I love their spray. I use their, I've said this all the time, I use their cinnamon spray for my coffee. I love the, uh, the mint spray. Fucking spray it in, it's just a breath mint, basically. And it's CBD, so you're getting amazing benefits. They use all high-quality ingredients. They were voted the healthiest edible in the country. They're doing it right. I love Jumbo Superfoods. Now, if you aren't familiar, familiar with CBD, let me tell you about it. So CBD is cannabidol. It's one of the uh, compounds found in the cannabis plant. And this particular compound has been shown to have um, a ton of medicinal benefits including reducing inflammation it helps with mood regulation um, it's been uh, used to help with uh, anxiety and depression uh, some PTSD cases uh, it can help with epilepsy uh, there's neuroprotective properties to it there's just the, the plant alone has a ton of benefits and CBD is definitely one of those huge contributing factors and you don't have to worry about uh, failing a drug test, if that is a concern of yours, um, that is not uh, what 
would make you actually fail that test. That is a different compound in the same plant, but not what we're talking about. That would be THC. We're talking about CBD. There are, this is not actually a psychoactive compound. So don't worry about that. But if you would like to try CBD, definitely go check out the folks at Jumbo Superfoods. I have a link in the show notes. If you use that, it helps the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. If it's your first time ordering, you can use the code Jumbo loves you, get 15% off your first order. So go check them out. I want to talk to you guys about oatmeal. Oatmeal is a fantastic carbohydrate source. Carbohydrates have gotten a bad rap, um, unfortunately. And the fact of the matter is not all carbohydrates are bad. Now, you do want to cut out the bullshit carbohydrates, the refined processed carbohydrates. The breads, the pastas, the cookies and cakes and all that shit. Cut that out. That's causing inflammation. That's tearing up your gut microbiome. That's causing nothing but issues. However, depending on the person, everybody's different. We should definitely take an individualized approach when we're talking about nutrition. Some people do just fine with carbohydrates. Now, if you are going to eat carbohydrates, the best way to do that is whole foods so you want to eat things like potatoes and white rice and quinoa and oatmeal oatmeal has a ton of benefits including a soluble fiber called beta glucan which can help regulate your blood glucose keeping your blood glucose regulated so avoiding or minimizing those spikes and those crashes in your blood glucose is it's just such an important thing for longevity and just having, um, uh, just living a, a better and healthier life. Oatmeal is one of the best carbohydrates that you could definitely be consuming. Now, pair that oatmeal with crickets. Hear me out. I know what you're thinking. But crickets are actually a complete protein. And it's an animal protein, so the bioavailability of it is going to be much higher than any plant protein you're going to find. On top of that, it's an extremely sustainable uh, source of protein that actually takes a fraction of the land and water and resources to, uh, to harvest and grow, grow and harvest crickets. And uh, they are high in iron, vitamin B12. They have a great ratio of omegas. And uh, yeah, so... It's actually a pretty powerhouse uh, combo. You can actually get some cricket protein over at cricketcereal.com. Um, our good friends at Mighty Cricket, they make um, a few different flavors, so check them out. They have a cinnamon apple, coconut cream, and a dark cocoa. And uh, they aren't filled with all the junk and all the nonsense and all the fillers, all the bullshit. You're getting all high-quality ingredients, and uh, they taste delicious. One or two minutes in the microwave, boom, you have breakfast and you're ready to start your day. It's a perfect way to go. So check them out at cricketcereal.com and get yours today. Now, for the last bit of housekeeping, for everybody that has left a review, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you haven't, please go over and do so. Get on to Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating, leave a review. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, whichever platform you're listening on, Stitcher, Podbean, 
uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whatever the case may be, please leave a rating and a review. They help immensely. Also, subscribe if you aren't subscribed. Thank you, guys. My guest today is Coach Vishal Kumar. He is an educator and coach here in the Bay Area. He specializes in mobility and movement, and he uses a lot of unconventional uh, modalities such as mace and clubs and kettlebells, and he just has that unconventional approach to fitness. I met Vishal just yesterday whenever we actually recorded the podcast, and um, I first, we've been interacting um, a little bit on social um, I came across him on Instagram, and I fucking love his message, and I think he's just doing um, a lot of uh, great work in the space, and he's just a genuine human, so it was a real pleasure to connect with him. I have this love-hate relationship with social. On the one side, you know, there are the negatives. It can definitely steal your time and if you let it it will steal your joy you'll be so busy comparing yourself to other people but there is the positive side in that you are able to connect with humans all over the world so we sat down we talked um it we had a great conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, so without further ado, give it up for Vishal Kumar. And here we go. Michelle Kumar. We are live. We are live. How are you doing today, brother? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. Uh, it's a gloomy San Francisco day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of nice. I like I like the shift in weather. We, uh, we definitely need it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely chill. Um, for the folks listening, let's tell them yeah. what, what's going on because this isn't like a typical, no, you know, typically normal day in San Francisco, right? No. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, for those that aren't on the West Coast or in California, um, you know, California, we have uh, in terms of natural kind of uh, things that occur every once in a while, we get fires. Right. And this is why we need the rain. So I think yesterday morning there was a campfire in Butte County, which is about a couple hours north of here. Um, so, you know, with the, with the heavy winds, it's just kind of blowing all the smoke yeah. south. And so currently we are sitting outside at, De you know, Dolores Park and it's a little bit overcasty and, um, yeah, get the smell of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It's still beautiful though. It's still a beautiful day. Um, it's a little unfortunate that, you know, there's a fire, but yeah, these things definitely happen. I was, um, I wasn't really quite sure because like whenever I checked the weather and right. I it said, um, uh, air quality not good, I think it right. said, or something like that. Oh, I was okay. like, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Right, I didn't right. know what, and then somebody told me that uh, there are fires. Yeah. I live under a rock. Like, I basically <laughs> get my news from people. Right. Um, so I don't take in, like, a lot of, I try to, like, filter, like, what I get. Right, right. So, um, but, yeah, it's still beautiful. So we're in, in Dolores Park. Dolores Park, yeah. Why, why'd you choose here? Man, this is my spot. This is where, you know, all the weirdos come and hang out. And yeah. so I can kind of roll around in the grass, train. Um, 
you know, uh, we're in the Mission District of San Francisco, so it's kind of where I hang out a lot, a lot of good places to eat. You know, I got my favorite acai bowl spot right up the street. Oh, I have shit. my favorite health food out. restaurant, you know, down the street. So, um, yeah, it's just a cool area to come hang out, you know, a uh, very eclectic mix of people. Um, and, yeah, just kind of where I – where I feel more so at home in, in the city of San Francisco. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I appreciate you inviting me to this space. Yeah. Um, it is beautiful here, man. For the folks listening, I mean, we got a big open grassy area, um, but the park extends like up the road here and it's uh, there's hills and just tons of people everywhere. It's just a community. It's just, yeah. it's just beautiful. There's people out here moving and just enjoying the city. Yeah. If you come out here on a Sunday, which is like the popular day to come, it'll be packed. I mean, there'll be, you know, thousand people out here thousands of people and usually kind of the area that we're sitting right now the flatter area you'll see um you know more of the the acro yoga community and you know you'll find us kind of the movement community i guess if you want to call it um yeah so we'll kind of hang out in this this space right here cool i can dig it so you teach classes up here um so currently yeah i I work at a gym um called epic hybrid training it's um it's a hit studio so high intensity interval training um so i teach some classes there i'm the head coach and then um yeah, we just opened a second location about a month ago. Nice. Um, so uh, I'm there about four days a week coaching classes, and then I have a handful of privates that I run out of there as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good mix. So do you do you prefer um, the privates or the classes, or what do you like best? Do you um, like the mix? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely like a mix. I have a handful of um, one-on-one clients that mm-hmm. I like working with and, um, you know, trying to work with specific demographics of people i try to try to spread it out so i get a little little bit of everything in terms of uh, my clientele it keeps me um you know focused and uh like for example i have one client right now um he has huntington's disease okay um so he's kind of a a very specific case right Um, so you know yeah so working with him um you know i get to tie in a lot of uh different techniques that i've i've kind of utilized throughout the years but now i'm applying it to this specific case and uh it's it's really interesting for me you know i I love you know being able to to help somebody like like him that really needs the help and Mm -hmm. trying to train you know somebody that has this disorder with his nervous system and um trying to you know apply different drills and techniques and and just seeing how he responds and it's been it's been pretty cool to um apply for him uh uh, both a movement-based approach and then also you know something that is a bit more uh, technical and isolated and um, just seeing how how he's been able to progress with little things over the years you know for him his goal is to just be able to to walk well and not yeah. fall and like maintain balance and um, so you know with somebody like him it's definitely been an interesting journey and then I have uh, groups that I work with uh, in the city and those are you know the high intensity interval classes which which are fun I mean that one I get to you know target a, a larger demographic of people that are a bit young you know same kind of same age as us and um the studio we have in the city are our focus in terms of the style of training mm-hmm. it's uh what i would classify as like a skill-based um hit studio so everything it's all barefoot training nice. matted floors um it's designed around uh, obstacle course racing so we have a lot of hanging stuff so you know for me i i, I walked into the space and i was like oh this is pretty cool like even it's a group environment everything's still you know in a in a um group time-based format but i'm you know given the opportunity to teach people how to move on the ground you know how to hang 
you know, and breaky, and like they're they're learning these different skills, even though they're they may not um, be coming in for that experience yeah. off the bat. They just want to come in and get a workout when they leave, and uh, they they realize like, wow, there's a lot of things in there I couldn't do very well. Yeah. I'm not very coordinated on the ground. I'm not, you know, I can't hang for very long, but it keeps them coming back. And then the ones that have came back and and find the value in it, um, they've progressed. You know, mm -hmm. over the past you know months, we've had clients for probably you know upwards of a year now there. Um, so it's been really cool. Uh, we utilize a lot of kettlebells. That's kind of the main um, modal or tool that we use in terms of weight. Mm -hmm. um, so we're getting into like different kettlebell complexes. And I was actually a bit hesitant at first when I saw the structure. I'm like, this is too chaotic. Yeah. You know, someone's going to kill themselves. Um, really? It just, you know, when you have uh, a group of people and, you know, a lot of them are coming in for a, just a workout, a mm -hmm. good sweat, and I'm over here trying to teach them a kettlebell snatch. Yeah. Um, and we, granted, we have levels and progressions and regressions for every every um, station that we do there. But uh, I was a bit weary at first. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if, you know, people can succeed in this environment um, and do it well and do it with quality. Yeah. Uh, but what I've noticed over the past, you know, about a year, a little over a year being there is that, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you have you know good coaches around you and you know they're they're kind of making sure that people are taking the necessary steps, not jumping the gun to you know the the level three or level four movements and and really dialing in the details, then um, yeah, you know people people will progress. And, oh, for um, sure. Yeah, it's been it's been cool to watch that. Yeah, it just takes time and patience for sure. It does. And um, I really love the uh, like the movement based, um, just kind of the more unconventional style of training yeah um i just feel like that's just it's just it's good to build a strong foundation right we have these yeah. essential human movement patterns and yeah. they really are skills yeah um so i can see why why you'd be weary people jumping into that situation too fast if they haven't maybe built up you know certain ranges of motion or right. whatever the case may be yeah um yeah you definitely want to have that capacity um, so I want to go back a little bit mm -hmm. um, and, and just start at the beginning of your journey. Yeah. When, uh, so what's been your journey with health and movement and fitness? Like what, what's the beginning for you? Have you always yeah. been an athlete or, you know, tell yeah. me. Um, you know, this is something I think about like uh, a lot in terms of movement. I think, you know, us as beings, like as we, as we get older, there are certain things that we are drawn towards and just continue to do. And for me, you know, growing up as a kid, um, I always just enjoyed being outside. Yeah. Like I was always outside. I was always playing in the yard. I was always, you know, climbing shit, like climbing trees, climbing the fence, climbing the patio. Just yeah. I, I felt comfortable in those environments. It felt like where I where I belong. So I almost feel like the <laughs> the point I'm at in my life wasn't even really a choice. Yeah. It just was something embedded inside me. Yeah. Where'd you grow uh, up at? Uh, I grew up here in the Bay Area. Okay. So yeah, in a small town called Belmont, uh, about 30 minutes south of San Francisco. Um, yeah, pretty much born and raised here. Okay. And so growing up, yeah, uh, as a kid, I have a younger brother, about four years apart. So, you know, had a partner in crime and also a competitor, <laughs> you yeah. know, somebody to, to train with. And, uh, uh, yeah. So growing up, we did a lot of, uh, playing. We did martial arts as a kid. Okay. What kind um, of martial arts just, you? um, as a youth, let's see, I was probably about five or six years old when I started um, just Kenpo Karate. Yep. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the path we all the, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of yeah. entry-level martial arts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, did that, and then and soccer was also my main sport growing up. So I played soccer pretty much um, all the way. Didn't play in college. Uh, played, like, intramurals and continued playing uh, competitively somewhat in college, but 
Um, yeah, that was uh, kind of stuck with me from the age of five to you know twenty. Yeah, so um, you've always been active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So always played soccer was my main thing. I, I probably stopped doing martial arts when I entered high school, which was one of my you know looking back like one of my bigger regrets because. Um, I used to compete in like weapons tournaments as a kid. Oh, like the cool. bow staff was my favorite tool, and I, you know, uh, yeah, did a lot of tournaments, nice. you know, with that um, when I was younger. And then I stopped just to put more focus and emphasis in soccer. Yeah. And then once I got into college, I w moved down to Southern California. I lived in Long Beach. Uh, went to Long Beach State. Nice. And when I moved down there, I got into jujitsu, and then I started competing in that for about four or five years. Okay. Um, which was awesome. It was, you know, it was great. And actually, it's a funny story how I got into training. Um, Jiu-Jitsu, I, I came back one, I think it was during a break in college. It uh, must have been my, my sophomore year. And my younger brother, who is now my bigger younger brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for those, for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm not a big guy. I'm about 5'7", you know, 165. And then my, my younger brother, he's... He's like, I think close to six foot, about 175, 180 okay. now. More my size. And very athletic. Yeah, very athletic build. And so I came home one break, and me and him were just uh, wrestling, right? We were just kind of wrestling around. And he was moving in ways that I didn't understand. From wrestling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he had started training at a local gym here. Oh, um, he was doing jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. He started, sorry. Yeah, he started training some jujitsu and some stand up. Um, and I think he'd been going for a few months. So he, you know, he had a handful of like little moves and, yeah. uh, I was getting really frustrated. <laughs> I was getting really frustrated. I was like, man, fuck this. Even with that like, little tool <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, what is happening? So I think I got back into Long Beach on a Monday and then I think Tuesday I went and found a jujitsu gym and I took my first class, nice. uh, and the Academy Brazilian top team down in, um, Long Beach. So, yeah, uh, happened to be right down the street from where I was living, uh, yeah, took tried a f uh, week of classes and then I signed up. Yeah, and I what was, was that sold. first day like? I mean, you know, it's, it's very humbling. Did you get, <laughs> did you get the role? Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't get the role. You know, it's kind of just humbling. You know, being in a world, you know, on the on the ground that I didn't understand, and, yeah. and realizing like, holy shit, there's like a whole other element of stuff, and and it just kind of slowly began to open my eyes um, to a lot of things. Um, yeah. And I've always resonated with, I think, uh, a movement-based practice. You mm -hmm. know, anything that, um, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoy this word practice because it, it kind of, you go in training into into a practice without necessarily having this this end result. Yeah. It's like you just go in, you show up, you put in the work, and then if you put in enough work, you'll get better. Yeah. Um, and jujitsu, you know, was, was great for me. I think it, it helped me in a lot of ways. Um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, it kept me, you know, out of trouble for the most part, you know, yeah. when I was in college. And then, um, you know, I had my band of brothers that I trained with, who, you know, a lot of them I'm still really good friends with. Um, so, yeah, I, I really miss, miss those days. And um, that kind of segued, you know, doing jujitsu, I did a lot of yoga, you know, yeah. for recovery, for competitions and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, it, you know, shifted me towards, you know, having another practice. Um, and... Yeah, so that was kind of, I guess, the the lead into my movement journey. Now, I guess circling back, um, when I was in high school, me and my brother also had a, a trainer. So this kind of leads back into my, my fitness journey. Mm -hmm. um, and this guy that we worked with, um, this guy Doug, Doug Fiorinelli, and 
Doug's a man. Man, he is an OG in the game. He he knows a lot, and I, I owe a lot of my knowledge with, um, you know, just unconventional training to him. He was um, a part of uh, this group, My Mad Methods. Okay. So they were this, uh, it was like a magazine back in the day. Mm. Um, were, for, like, was it like a national magazine, or was it like... Uh yes, yeah, so, uh Mark DeGrasse was the the main guy who ran the magazine. Oh really? And um, never heard of it. So they used to do a lot of um, stuff with unconventional tools. It was kettlebell. Yeah. It was like mace, club Clubs, bell. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So that kind of uh, stayed with me when I was in college because, and I'm actually really really grateful for having you know that type of coaching experience before going into college because you get into college and then. You walk into the gym and it's just everyone's just broing out, you know. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah, a lot of barbells. It's like every day is chest day, every yeah. day is barbell day. And yeah. I mean, I was the guy grabbing kettlebells, taking them over to the treadmill, and just hitting interval circuits of like swings and cleans and sprints yeah. and and more full body stuff that um, served me for uh, the jujitsu and oh yeah, all the other things I wanted to do. So I didn't really get into any type of. Um, you know, bodybuilding type training till after college, I feel like. Okay. Um, so you're a little bit opposite. Like a lot of people's journey, at least mine it, yeah. in the Midwest, it was that, um, you know, I played football and I wrestled in high school. Right. It's doing that, you know, that Olympic style, you know, the four core, like, you know, barbell lifts. You got your squat, your bench. Yeah. Fucking, uh, we did power cleans. And right. And we did inclines. We didn't really do any deadlifts a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you had a very interesting journey as far as yeah you know, when you got introduced to, like, the barbell. Definitely. Like, we did a little bit of barbell stuff, you know, the, the basic, you know, um, deadlift, squat, bench, uh, but it wasn't a, a focus or an emphasis of mine. You know, nice. I added it in, but I also just didn't enjoy it as much. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like <laughs> sometimes I have like more ADD when it comes to, you know, keeping my attention with certain things, and it feels good to lift. You know, don't get me wrong; like I still pick up a barbell. It feels great yeah. um, to just to move weight. But you know, growing up, I always resonated more with just this movement-based approach to, to training, whether it was with weights or whether it was yeah. having a, a movement practice of some sort. So, um, yeah, I mean, that. so that was in college. Um, I was also a kinesiology major. Okay. Um, so that helped a lot. <laughs> when did you graduate school? Uh, I graduated in 2011. Okay. Yeah, so got my bachelor's in exercise science. Um, was supposed to uh, – the, the original intended path was physical therapy. Uh, worked. Yep. Yeah, that's my journey as yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. It's uh, yeah. So and that kind of led me. I worked in the clinic for a little bit, about a little over a year or so, and got to you know scope it out. And it just wasn't something that I felt like I would enjoy doing as much. I didn't really like the traditional clinical approach to um, rehab, and I also felt that you know the more I started to learn, I was like, I think there's a space. Um, what I call this gray area that, uh, or this this bridge that needs to be um, kind of gap, or this, sorry, this gap that needs to be bridged. Yeah. Um, post PT and like pre reintegration back into society. Yeah. So I feel like you know I've met uh, most of my clients, especially you know the past couple of years, um, coming out of physical therapy. You know they maybe they had knee surgery and they hit all their sessions and they're they're like trying to go back to, you know, they're like, oh, I want to ski, you know, in three months or, um, you know, whatever activities they want to get back to. And I feel like, you know, there's definitely a, a space there that people, A, don't know about. 
um, in terms of clientele, they don't realize like, well, you can't just go back into training how you were training. Right. And it's no, probably yeah. not the best approach. Um, so I, I continue to dive deeper and deeper into research. And actually, a lot of it stemmed from my own injuries because of jujitsu. <laughs> so um, I have jujitsu to thank for a lot of things. But yeah. um, the reason I stopped training was because uh, the competitive kind of pace of it, I just didn't see... I couldn't see myself continuing training at a competitive level and continuing to get hurt and then also trying to help people yeah. um, and rehab them. And there was actually a couple specific injuries that I had. Um, with I had a hip injury and then a, uh, like a neck. And the hip one kind of put me out for a while. You know, it was about a month or two months of just like a period of my life where I was definitely concerned. I was like, there's got to be a better way mm -hmm. to do things. And so I, I dove in into the, you know, research and tried to look for resources that were out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I eventually came across FRC, uh, functional range conditioning. So found that and I, f you know, I thought that it definitely gave me some answers I was looking for in terms of a, a missing piece. Um, I think it's a really great piece to add in and it's a foundation of um, a lot of stuff I do with, you know, certain clients of mine, at least to, to kind of test their baseline and see where they're at. Um, so I started applying a lot of that type of work to myself, um, to clients, and it just kind of continued on that path. Yeah, yeah. That FRC cert is really good. So it's, for the folks listening, that's by the uh, Functional Range Anatomy Series. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Functional Anatomy Seminars. Um, Seminars, yeah, yeah Doctor, Yeah, Andrew Espina. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, no, it's, it's good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. Good. Yeah, they have a, I think they have a class in April in Denver. That okay. I'm, I'm going to go do that one. Yeah, awesome, yeah, man. it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so when did you start seeing clients? Uh, coaching clients? I probably started coaching clients back in, when I was in college. Okay. Um, yeah, I was working at a gym. Um, I think this was back in 2008, 2009, I want to say. Nice. Um, so yeah, I've been coaching people since I actually started doing corporate wellness stuff. <laughs> uh, I know we're just chatting about the corporate world here. Yeah. Um, work for a little private gym in Long Beach and, um, they were starting this corporate wellness series. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was an interesting, you know, experience. It was great. You know, I got to, I had this small little room and I was given a handful of equipment and I was like. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, I think corporate wellness programs are so important. I think they're really underutilized. I don't know how great it would be from a training aspect to um, always have that bureaucracy involved because yeah. there's still a certain level of that for sure. Definitely. Um, but, man, like we were talking, I just I just ended this contract for five months, and I was working at a pharmaceutical company. Uh -huh. And, man, you walk in this building, and it's just – the walls are all fucking gray. Right. Nobody's happy. Everybody's stressed. <laughs> I'm just like, man, you guys just really need to like get outside and just go for a walk and get some sunlight, man. And yeah. like, <laughs> like just breathe. Like Yeah. Yeah. For it's just sure. it's just such a crazy space. Um yeah, so that's an interesting lens to kinda enter mm -hmm. um enter the space in, you know, seeing the corporate wellness side of things. I don't think a lot of people actually see that. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a world that you know here being here in San Francisco now it's something I'm trying to maybe uh, get into a little bit more. Yeah. Just because I feel like there's definitely a shift. You know, people are especially with the younger demographic of you know this is like a big tech hub and you know there's a lot of young people here oh, yeah. that are you know working at these companies um, that are starting to see like. You know, they need a little bit more uh, physical activity in their life. But uh, I think, you know, with the 
releasing of all this like information um, that's out there, you know, there's a lot of ways that they can do things on their own. Little little things they can create. Um, like FRC has their their cars, right? Their controlled articular rotations, which is just a step by step um, way to move each joint. Yeah, it's very simple, mm -hmm. and I think it's like a great baseline people should sh set for themselves every day. Yeah, wake up, do this. So. Um, I think there's a huge, huge opportunity to to shed some light, you know, with different things people can do just to help their bodies feel good. Because, like, yeah. you know, you your body, you know, the body's smart. The body's a lot smarter than any of us are. Yeah. And it's going to get really good at whatever stimulus we apply it to. So if you're, you know, sitting in a chair for 14 hours a day, you're going to get really fucking good at sitting in a chair for 14 hours a day and <laughs> develop, you yeah. know, chronic sitting patterns and uh it'll lead to pain and you know mm -hmm. disease eventually so i think um you know just letting them know like hey there there are things you can do every day that you should do maybe every hour yeah uh, for five minutes mm -hmm. um just to help bring your body back to a, a natural state counter counteract all this stuff that you're you're doing to it yeah, yeah. um so yeah i mean i think uh, i would like to kind of um i've done a couple walkthroughs at some companies here there was this um this uh, biotech company that I did a walkthrough and got to chat with some of the scientists and just walking through the space, I was just blown away. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, this guy in 30 years, his spine's going to be fucked. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy. already, it's already fucked. And so I can only imagine in another 20, 30 years of yeah. just hunching over like this and mm -hmm. looking through a microscope. I yeah, mean, dude, just all day they're constantly snacking on just chips and and fucking candies and just drinking sodas and yeah it's just like man like there's just no way you can feel good you yeah know what i mean there's just no way because i mean so many of our uh you know of, of our like neurochemicals are produced in our gut yeah. so you know if you're eating shit food mm -hmm. you are that that's directly impacting how we interact with the world and how we feel like yeah. you're gonna feel like shit so it's <laughs> i always tell people like you don't know how good you can feel until you feel it you know what i mean because 100%. like you said the body's always searching for homeostasis so it'll yeah. find a way to be right. okay mm -hmm. but you don't really know how off you really are until yeah. you get healthy yeah so yeah i think training the mind first or and you tell me if this is something that you have to deal with like a lot of times it's like shifting people's mindset and the way they view training you know what i mean because oh man 100 percent. like you said there's a lot of ways to have a movement practice and there's yeah. a lot of ways to get in movement mm -hmm. and and train and 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 grow but everybody kind of feels like if i don't fucking go into the gym for an hour and, and i don't feel like i'm dead afterwards and i didn't do anything right and a lot of trainers will pride themselves on on doing that going in there yeah. killing their you know their clients right or their students or whatnot it's yeah like, Man, no, I don't like that's <laughs> you have to like break that way of thinking first. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh 100% man. I, you know, there's this term that I've been uh kind of playing with or this phrase like microdose your mobility. Yeah. Um and especially in those like corporate worlds because it's yeah, it's exactly what you said. Like you don't need to uh, block out an hour, hour and a half of time no. to train. It's like you have time in the day, you know, you're going to walk to go get a cup of water, go use the restroom like Take five minutes to, you know, move your shoulders or mm -hmm. move your spine or move your hips or get outside. Yeah. Get some sun. I mean, you know, yeah, besides physical movement, there's so many things that they can apply to their daily, you know, lifestyle and, you know, really make like make it a habit. Make it make it something that is a, is a non-negotiable for you. Yeah. Um, and it's really easy. 
it's really easy to do. I think people just sometimes need to um, have that lens removed from, you know, I need to go to work and then I leave work, then I go to the gym and then I go to, you know, go from the gym, then I go home. It's like, no, man, you do this shit whenever you need to do it for yourself. Yeah, incorporate it in your life. Yeah. And I think it's, it does go uh, tie into what you were saying with the gut health and, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. if you don't know what it's like to feel good and to have, like, I know my body and I'm sure your body craves movement. You're oh, just saying man. you sat in a plane. It's like, <laughs> you feel it. Dude. You feel it. And like now, like, you know, the, the, you know, the Dolores Park is why I love coming here because I can just sit in the grass and I can, you know, move around and, and feel grounded. And I think a lot of people just um, undervalue that and they don't understand mm-hmm. the importance of it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the mindset. I've been trying to shift it even with current clients that I've had for a couple of years. I had this new person yesterday um, that was <laughs> uh, I'm actually probably going to pass her off as a, to somebody else because <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, she's at a place right now where, you know, there, there are other people out there that can help her with the things that she's looking for. And I just honestly don't have the time to, um, take on many new clients, but also the, the perspective shift is, is she's a bit further off, um, yeah. in her thought process and her approach. And it's not a knock on her. She's a great person. She's, you know, super sweet lady, but, um, uh, yeah, just, you know, learning to understand that you know, the, the, the gym environment training isn't necessarily, it's not what training is, Yeah. you know, especially in a corporate setting. And I'm speaking of this, this other corporate facility gym that I work at. Um, and then, you know, the redemption client that I had this morning to counter her was awesome because she comes from a dance background Mm -hmm. and is like owned a Pilates studio. She was an athlete most of her life and she wants a movement based approach to training. And so, um, I, I get to do a lot of fun things with her mm-hmm. and she understands the value of all of it and yeah. is just super into it. So, you know, you, you start to kind of put that energy out there and, uh, people will see what you do and they'll, they'll, it'll resonate. Yeah. It'll resonate. And it's been, you know, happening more and more for me lately, which has been awesome. Um, and even here at the park, you know, I'll hang out here at Dolores and people just see me doing stuff yeah. um, or see, you know, the group of people and friends that I train with, they'll come up I'm like, Hey, what is that? Yeah. Um, I had this guy come up to me last week. He was like, hey, what, what is all this floor stuff you're doing? It looks like, he was like I used to do, uh, uh, I used to wrestle um, mm-hmm. like years ago. And, you know, now he's like, oh, I can't do any of this stuff anymore. Like, you know, I'm getting older. I'm 25. I was like, 25? Like, bro, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I was like, and I'm getting younger. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm, I can do this stuff, you know, 10 years ago. I can't wait till I'm 40, bro. Like, I, yeah. Like the games, I know. It's, oh, man, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. So, uh, yeah, definitely shifting that perspective, I think, is what we're all here to do. Yeah. You know, um, it's the the world i blame the world of fitness <laughs> yeah <laughs> is what it is because fitness is a, it's an aesthetic based industry right and so when you have this this entire industry based on feeding on people's insecurities you know you're going to breed not necessarily things that are that positive right um and people see something and they're like well i want to look like that well so i don't give a fuck what you want to look like yeah you know what what's your why are you here mm-hmm. like what's your actual reason like why do you want to look like that? What will that bring you? Well, you know, tell me you want, you know, more self-confidence, right? Well, right. I'll teach you to do some cool shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's learn to maybe balance or like let's do to learn to um, do some new skills. 
and a 65-year-old lady who's never done a pull-up before, and I guarantee you she's going to get a pull-up by the end of this year. Oh, hell yeah. Because um, she's been you know, slowly putting in the work, and it wasn't an intended goal of hers off the bat. Um, she just wanted to be fit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, let's set some uh, uh, some foundations here, and then we'll just see how you respond, and then we'll we'll you know progress as we go. And she's been progressing very quickly. Nice. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. I was like, I think, you know, you might get your pull-up at some point soon. First yeah. time ever, 65. It's like. That's awesome. Um, you know, so I think in, in the more value she sees, you know, that she's been, you know, seeing this uh, as we've been progressing our training. And, you know, from her previous style of training, you know, which was just traditional gym stuff, sitting on a machine, maybe some cables, um, yeah. whatever. I mean, I, I have her on the, I have her on the turf. We're just in the open space the entire time, Yeah, you know, moving, moving a lot of body weight. I have her doing a lot of locomotion stuff now, uh, recently as well. And so it's been awesome to see her like just move and move better and like continue to get better at moving and putting sequences together and then showing her friends. Like she'll tell me stories of like, yeah, you know, I was at this party the other day and we were talking about some stuff and, I showed him some stuff that we did. I'm like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like that's self-confidence. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't come from this aesthetic place. It comes from a place of I can do this shit and I can do it pretty well. Yeah. And watch, check it out. Yeah. Like, like she learned something about herself. She did. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think people, the, the buy-in factor for that is definitely a bit more, you know, people have to be really willing to be comfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, with, the stuff that you know we do uh it's not traditional per se right and so it looks weird and if you're doing weird things in quote unquote normal settings you know it, it takes a certain type of person like you have to just understand who you are yeah yeah um that's definitely something i've really had to come to terms with being in missouri so ah, yeah. yeah i don't know if you're familiar with missouri but it's a very conservative area yeah and um so, like, one of the first things that sticks out to me, like, being in San Francisco is just, like, how eclectic everybody is, you know? Yeah. Just a wide range of people, just everybody doing their thing, right? Right. Um, like, me, like, in Missouri, like, I stick out. Like, yeah. just <laughs> just with, like, a man bun. It's just, right. like, <laughs> just super chill all the time. So, like, growing up in that environment, that was right. definitely something, like, um, I really had to learn to kind of come to terms with and um it's, it's a very freeing experience to like accept who you are and just to be that person yeah like um my girlfriend and i we were sitting in the airport on the way here and i'm just i'm just fucking out in the middle of the aisle like in deep squat like right. like stretching out my <laughs> yeah. hips dude like i had oh, to yeah. do it man yeah, i just yeah, had yeah. to move and um yeah i think that's an important first step yeah 100 percent um and it takes a level of you know, it's work. It's work to get to that place, right? Because you have to start asking yourself questions. Yeah. And then you have to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. And in order to get to that place, I mean, I'm, you know, I look at my personal journey too with a lot of this stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've never really been that afraid to be the weirdo in the gym. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, it's kind of always, it's been there. And then now even more so, I, I take, pride in it yeah we're (laughs) the best people dude we're the best yeah yeah no i love it because what it does it'll spark curiosity and then when people kind of see the things you're doing um they it's it's not that they don't want it they're they're maybe afraid to ask how to get it yeah 
and and afraid of of the process or like that's not for me that's for you young guys or whatever you know yeah. everyone has an excuse and, whatever the excuse is and my goal is to just create the conversation yeah. like i'm not there to sell people i'm just there to have you know maybe somebody comes up and asks a question and i'm like i can give you a genuine answer and then i can show you a couple things right and then from there it progresses so you know i i do you know my goal is to help build a confidence in people with a lot of this stuff and like you know the most complex tool that we have to train ourselves is ourselves absolutely and the more in tune we can come you know we can become with that you know it's just going to translate to everything else and um it's it's easy to get wrapped up in um this lifting culture or bodybuilding culture or traditional training culture of just AMRAP this or mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna chest press that or yeah, dude. <laughs> you know back fly this it's yeah yeah there's <sighs> so many ways to train yeah and it's yeah what is, what is that actually like are you getting better at something like if you're gonna invest the time what are you getting better at right you know are you just getting better at sitting on that chair and pressing this weight um but you can't hold this quadruped position for 30 seconds like yeah you know it's I think those skills need to balance out for me, and I think once you know that perspective is placed on people, they they will understand. Yeah. Um, I think it's just they don't. It's a lack of information, lack of education, and you know that's that's why I'm here. That's what yeah. I want to present. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think I think you do a great job of actually you know um, like living your purpose and just being a shining example of that. Um, just how we're sitting here today you know what i mean yeah. like we connected through instagram like yeah i saw you know kind of what you're doing and yeah, like yeah. i could i could feel like a it felt genuine even yeah. through your post and i'm like do awesome. i want to reach out to that guy and like meet yeah. him and hear your story you know what i mean awesome. so i think you're doing a great job of that yeah and um it's amazing just being out in the park and just mm-hmm. doing your thing like how many conversations that creates like yeah i go to the park all the time i do a lot of mace work so yeah, i'm always yeah. out there like swinging my mace and whatnot and it just one time i had this lady um she was out there with her kids mm-hmm. uh she had like a little girl and they were doing a photo shoot and they were doing moana themed oh nice. and i have like this big like tattoo on my chest and like it's a uh, polynesian like tribal and right on my arm and she like stopped what, at like what <laughs> i was doing and she's like will you please take a picture with my daughter and like had my mace so i just like <laughs> fit, awesome. totally fit into the theme of their yeah, yeah, workout yeah. so That's perfect yeah i think it's i think it's awesome what you're doing brother so whenever you're 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 working with uh you know a new student and you're coaching them how do you like to train that mindset like how do you like to approach that um so like currently now i've i've kind of just established myself as being that person like if you're coming to me for training this is what you're gonna get yeah um in the corporate setting that i work at um corporate gym setting you know there there's a lot of like client referrals and, and whatnot but i mean i i have basically just you know <laughs> people see me in there and they see what I do. And so I, I'm not at a place right now where I'm looking for more clients there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the ones that I do work with here in the city, my one-on-ones, um, they all kind of know what they're going to get. Um, so I don't really, um, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've kind of stopped, you know, giving into people's needs. Um, because, you know, as the client, like they don't know what they want. Right. Like, they think they know, but it's like my, my literal job is to tell you what you need. Yeah, because other they're just gonna tell you, oh, well, I want to tone up, and right. it's like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I was like, well, let's try some things and see how well you do at them, and then if you don't do that well, and you know, then we should probably work those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for example, yeah, I've been adding in some more coordination and rhythm work for some of my my um, clientele, and uh, you know, these clients 
anywhere from their mid 40s to mid 60s. Yeah. And you know we'll be doing some stuff and handful of them they don't they don't even really question me anymore. But you know they'll ask like out of curiosity like oh like what is this for? Yeah. And I was like well like you really you see how you can't really do this very well. I'm like this is basic coordination work. Yeah. And so this will translate to a lot of things in your life that you know is you're not going to see right now it's not going to be this like one plus one relationship um or the the measurable results are different right versus like you load a barbell you progressive overload for enough weeks like you're going to see the numbers go up right um but this stuff is you know i'm trying to you know integrate stuff into your nervous system and yeah. things that are, are vital like you know hand-eye coordination you're getting older like how well do you get up from the floor without using your hands with using your hands mm -hmm. you know are you efficient like these different things and um they they totally like see the value in it and they have become you know they've come to a place where they they truly appreciate it yeah. and i'm getting videos and i'm getting stories and like you know they're showing their friends and it, it's happening more and more um with these people i've been working with that i've had for a couple of years and the ones i've had for two years you know their uh, their perspective has definitely shift shifted since they've been with me and what's been cool is you know them going from this uh, or I guess our relationship going from a, a trainer client relationship to more of a student coach or teacher perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like one of the biggest things uh, that I try to instill with my clientele now is because um, it, it's a different mindset when you come into the session. Yes. Uh, and you get more, I feel like, you know, each person gets more out of the session and I'm here to teach people because Mm -hmm. You know, once the information is released, it's like that shit is yours. You yeah. take it, you use it you know, whenever you need it. Like, Absolutely. you know, you come back to me and you say, oh, my back feels funky today. And I'm like, cool. Well, did you do any of the stuff that we've done the past two years? Yeah. You know, to, to try to make it feel better. Maybe you slept funny. Maybe you've been sitting too long. Like, I don't know, you know, what you've been doing. But what have you done? to reset yourself before you come to me with questions, you know, and then if it's lingering or if it's something that's been there for a little bit, then we can go in and hone in on it. But just, th I think that mindset alone has been awesome. And like, you know, I've been telling like, yeah, you know, microdose your mobility, you mm -hmm. know, add it in when you need it. Like if you've been driving for a long time and you're going to fill up gas, do some hip rotations, like at the gas pump, you know, do some scap rotations, like whatever you need. Um, you know, you know your body better than, than I do. And so, um, that's been, that's been a really awesome shift for me to see. And, you know, if I, if I do end up taking on any new clients, they kind of are already coming to me, um, having some general knowledge of like what I do and how I train. Yeah. Um, I got to work with a, uh, high school varsity rowing team two days ago. Okay. What was that um, like? Um, and that was really awesome. I think it was a, it was a great experience, um, with these kids because, here you have a group of athletes actually um, worked with their coach um, on a handful of things, and he was like, yes, like my kids need this. I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it, you know, bring it in. So um, it, it's great in those environments because these kids are there to work. You know, their coach is there telling them, you guys need to do this. This is going to make you better at what you do. And so they were attentive. They put in the work. You know, I actually texted him today, the coach, and I was like, hey, how are the kids feeling? They're like, <laughs> some kid asked uh coach what did we do with our bodies the other day <laughs> like, <laughs> they have no idea they had no idea minds blown like all this weird soreness and mm -hmm. like their joints and um i was like man that's awesome and uh, you know that's that's the cha type of change i want to um 
try to influence now moving forward is is working with these bigger kind of um, demographics and populations as well, like athletic teams or you know groups of uh, other coaches. I, you know, I've been teaching more workshops with um, just other trainers. Mm -hmm. You know, being uh, present at the corporate gym, I'm doing some of their education stuff now. And it's been awesome because, you know, I go into this room and I get a handful of 30 trainers and I forget what it's like to be, you know, I forgot. I, I, I step in the room and I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, that was me, you know, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, um, you're on the other side now. Yeah, and it's been cool to kind of just break that process down and you kind of see the light bulbs turn on as you instill certain principles because they think they're going to go in and get exercises from me. They're like, oh, I'm going to go in, I'm going to learn all these cool exercises. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm here to teach you some some principles and some you know philosophy and, yeah. and just uh, get you to start asking questions yeah why are you doing what you're doing what is the minimum effective dose mm -hmm. you know for this and you know what is your client what is your your purpose for your client you know are you just you know is your client walking in to you and telling you like hey let's let's hit back today <laughs> or <laughs> Or, you know, are they showing up and just ready to work? Not, you know, not even going to question whatever you're going to put them through mm -hmm. um, unless, you know, they're they're generally willing to learn. So I think, you know, sh even shifting that perspective with the the wave of new coaches coming in is, is an area I'd like to also, you know, um, have some influence. Yeah, I, um, I think having that, uh, you know, using the right terminology and, and shifting that perspective where it's not just, you know, trainer client, it's coach student. Yeah. Um, I think that's real important. So I, um, I also teach jujitsu. I was just gonna say, you probably see that every day. <laughs> yeah, man. And, um, so I actually work predominantly. I help with the, the kids program. Yeah. And, um, so a lot of what we're talking about. So the main professor, um, Tracy Taylor, he's a, he's a first degree black belt. Mm -hmm. And he's always saying, he's like, he's like, we're teaching you jujitsu principles. Right. So that way you can go and you can apply these, yeah. you know, to, and, and build your own game. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, it's the same with, with, you know, fitness. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I want to teach you these principles. So that way, you know, when I'm not there, because mm -hmm. I won't be there all the time, like you're able to take these and apply these into your own practice and grow and learn. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and and learn who you are and, and how to, you know, take your own journey into your own hands. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's why, you know, the martial arts setting is it, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things that have been around for thousands of years is the reason they're still around. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with Pavel uh, Tatsulin? Yeah. The strong first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, he's yeah. real big on that terminology. Oh, yeah. like, he's yeah. like, he's like, we don't call it working out. It's training. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a coach and you're my student. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's real important. It is. It is. I mean, you know, because in, in this world now, like people, I think it's also like a Western culture kind of mindset of just you know, everything is scheduled, everything is crammed in. And yeah. so it's like, I got I have 45 minutes to get a workout in. Yeah. And so it's like, well, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. I mean, you know, maybe you're doing the bare minimum, but you could also be doing your body a lot more harm than good, depending on like the state you're in. If you're just going in to try to hammer a class at like a Barry's boot camp or something, or, right. yeah. you know, and, and just, you know, I think people's measure of what is, a good workout, right? They measure it in sweat equity. It's like, oh, I had a great sweat, you know, I right. took an hour spin class and sweat my ass off. Like it was great. It's the best workout. It's like, it's like you've been bro. sitting all fucking day. Now you're going to go sit in a, a spin bike for <laughs> another hour. And like, yeah, like that's not doing anything. Right. Like, you know how, yeah. What is your body getting better at doing? So it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it is, it's a big culture 
kind of that that we're we're trying to go up against. It is somewhat of an uphill battle, but you know, I think there's there's people out there that will you know resonate with the information and they will take it and it will truly change lives in that regard and yeah. then you know the people that aren't there they'll either eventually come around there's this thing i like to kind of sometimes tell people is you know i f and I, I feel it to be somewhat true is like most people if not all people like they have their breaking point and whether it's with um maybe they've just been eating terribly for 50 years yeah right or or less 20 years let's say and you know they become you know get overweight they develop some type of chronic disease um you you hit this point where it's like you have to make a decision um do you want to spend the rest of your life you know dealing with medication and being in a hospital or do you want to take a bit more of a holistic approach and you know change the way you eat start to move your body a little bit more you know it could be simple for yeah. most people it doesn't have to be a whole lot especially yeah. off the bat but those little things will, you know, create, I think, um, lasting change over time. And, you know, I see it like my dad is um, 60. So, like, his, his um, you know, population of, of people, you know, they're starting to get to this point where it's like, oh, you know, I'm old. You know, I can't do those things anymore. Or, you I know, that I'm old. Yeah, and, and, yeah. You're not old. You're not old. Yeah, you're not old. And then I talked to this other guy today. He's 75, and, you know, he comes in. He's, like, all – he's happy every day, and he's, oh, he's, he's moving it, and grooving. It. Yeah, and he's – I was like, hey, Terry, like, what's up, man? Like, you look – like, you know, you're in a good mood. He's like, man, any day you're 75 like me, and you wake up, and you're feeling good. He's like, it's a good day. Yeah. I was like, but that's the mindset you need to be in this space. Right. Right? It's two completely different mindsets. And I, and I hear it all the time. It's like – you know, people making excuses like, well, you're only making excuses because you haven't actually tried to go seek information. Yeah. You know, you're you're limited to what you know. And once you can understand that and see that there's resources literally all around you, I'm, I'm talking about people in the, the corporate gym that I work. at. I'm like, there's literally resources standing everywhere. Yeah. Um, it just takes, you know, a conversation. Go yeah. ask a question. Yeah. You know, check the ego. That's and a hard one. Check the ego, especially with these, with you know the, the male population. It's like, oh yeah, you know it, it it's a thing. So, um, but I feel like everyone has their breaking point. You know, they they get to a place and they see like, man, you're so flexible. You must have always been like that. It's like, no, dude, I'm fucking works for this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it takes I'm, time. I'm currently working at it. You know, yeah. and it's like, you know, maybe I mean, have, have you tried anything? Have you tried taking a yoga class? You know, have you tried? applying anything else besides, you know, the, the traditional style of training that you're doing. So um, it's it's tough. I mean, shifting the mindset and it's we're not going to shift it for everybody. Right. You know, can't have that expectation. Right. Yeah, I think you just kind of have to get to the point to where it's like um, in the I feel like in the beginning, a lot of, you know, young coaches, they want to have as many students as they can, as many clients as they can. So they're, they're taking everybody. They're taking right. everybody. But you get to a point to where it's just like, well, this is my philosophy. This is how I train. Yeah. This is what I'm teaching you. Mm -hmm. Either you fucking are going to listen. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah. And if you don't, cool. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Yeah. It just means that maybe there's somebody better suited to help you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I think you just have to to understand that and lay that foundation and the rest will fall. In the yeah. Place. No, definitely. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. I'm getting cold. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's getting a little yeah. chilly. A little chilly. A little chilly. <laughs> cool, dude. So we're almost at an hour. Oh. Um, 
we can probably wrap this up. Cause yeah, because I'm getting cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no worries, man. I really, uh, I really appreciate you talking to me, and uh, this has been a fucking awesome conversation. It's been great, man. So I want to leave the floor to you. Um, uh-huh. Anything that you want to plug? How can folks get a hold of you? Um, yeah, um, I mean, whatever, we, whatever you'd like to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we talked about social media. It's yeah. uh, and <laughs> it's a weird world out there, isn't it? Dude? <laughs> so for those in uh, social media land. Um, you know, I, I struggle with, like, having to, you know, post stuff on there. And it's just um, I'm more of an in-person type of guy. You know, like, you know, Adam reaching out to me. You know, at first I was like, oh, I don't yeah, know. what like, was that like? <laughs> let's let's pause for a second. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, what's it like just to have some random dude just, like, hit you up on uh, on Instagram? And be like, hey, bro, you want a podcast? No, I mean, you know what? It's it's I mean, it's the first time it's ever happened. So I was yeah. just like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm, I, you know, and then I saw your stuff and, um, it, you can tell, like, you know, we're going to have a good conversation. Yeah. Like it's just based off the, the post. So that was, that was already, you know, made it, made it less weird. Yeah. <laughs> I always just try like, man, I just want people to feel comfortable. Like, yeah. I just, like I'm not a killer. Like, right. I'm right, not right. trying to do anything weird. Yeah. I just want to talk to you. Why, why do you think we met at Dolores Park, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> public totally space. public, bro. We can't. You got to keep us safe. I'm strategic. I'm strategic. Oh, yeah. I understand. No, no, no. But no, <laughs> um, no I mean, honestly, your approach was, it was great. Like, there is nothing uncomfortable about it. And um, yeah, I honestly appreciate you reaching out. It was, it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, been, dude, been awesome. And um, and oh, speaking of Mace, um, my boy Leo Savage. Yeah, so Leo's the shit. I'm training with him this whole month. You are? Oh, yeah. So he nice. um, he's doing his online certification. Okay, okay. And he did the beta group. Yeah. Um, this month. So, okay. Um, awesome. I, so normally I think the package. I think he's selling it for like eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's a thousand bucks. Okay. Nice. And the package includes so there's um, two coaching calls a week and really now there's like four because there's a couple people okay. in in Asia. Okay. And um, so the coaching calls are at eleven AM Central. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like midnight at their time. So he's doing one at eleven and one at uh, like six PM on okay. two days a week. Okay. And then you get one coaching call a week. And then uh, you get all the online content, and then you also get an in-person mm-hmm. uh, workshop. Oh, wow. Awesome. For, all for like a awesome. grand. And he's dude. just such a cool-ass dude. My man. Yeah. You <laughs> Leo said. You trained with Leo? Yeah, dude. Leo's, Leo's the homie, man. Leo's the homie. He's, uh, you know, been a great friend, a great, you know, teacher. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I have a lot of love for Leo. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we were all connected through the Onnit community. Um John and Shane, you know, have all been great to me over the years, and it's uh, yeah, it's a you know truly awesome community. I've met a lot of great people, you know, yeah. through them, and you know, continue to just try. To, I mean, I was I was hanging out with I did Steel Mace with Shane like a month ago in New York at nice. Solace. Oh, you went up to Solace and did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and me and Leo we stayed. Leo was there. Yeah, we uh, we stayed um, together in a you know in manhattan that was my first time out in new york which was awesome so had a good little crew to to hang out with Hell and yeah dude so what took you out there you just went out there just for that like you um, as a student or like yeah at, so what capacity did you go for that i mean there was a few few layers so like the corporate gym i work at i'm starting to write and teach some education for them so okay. um i was able to i actually <laughs> i hadn't taken steel mace from i've i've taken leo's um steel mace workshop three times okay and i hadn't taken on it um, and so any opportunity to hang out with Shane and all those guys, yeah, um, they're a great crew. Yeah. And then I have uh, another friend, coach Sarah, she's, you know, total badass, uh, coach at Epic, 
um, hybrid in, in New York and also a coach at Solace. So I had a lot, lot of reasons to go, you know, hang out there and um, just had some friends to do all the fun things with. And, um, yeah, so that was a that was a great trip. Um, but, yeah, me and Leo have been connected for a little bit. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, just the whole community aspect of all this, too, is, is what I what I really enjoy. You know, I'm sure for you, coaching jiu-jitsu, um, and when I was training, it's like the people that you go train with, you go to war every day on the mat, and you leave the mat shaking hands, and they're your best of friends. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's something, yeah, it, there's something, s like, really powerful about that type of community mm -hmm. within training, and I've been very, very fortunate to now have that here in san francisco with my coach and my community um so uh, through the Edo portal method um yes. san francisco movement practice and my coach johnny johnny sapinoso the man the myth the legend himself um and you know when i first moved back to the barrier i was i was definitely like uh mildly depressed <laughs> because yeah. i i had left southern california where i had all these people mm -hmm. and a community and i was you know that's that's all i was searching for when i came back here and it was a community of of you know movement you know practitioners and i was bouncing around at circus gyms and you know mm -hmm. different areas and it was there were things but i i didn't it wasn't what i was like looking for and lo and behold one day you know i saw johnny at the park and you know a month later I get a message he's starting this group and i uh, haven't looked back since and i don't think i will yeah dude that's <laughs> dope yeah i think it's a beautiful community um, yeah community is so important just as humans like we need each other yeah um i love that with the jujitsu community being able to go anywhere in the world and yeah um, if you have a gi, you can pretty much find a gym to go roll in. Yeah, hell yeah. But um, I'm learning that with um, especially this this movement community and like just this unconventional training. Yeah. Um, it's 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 not a, a huge community. Right. So like as I'm I'm like learning and meeting people and making connections, like I'm yeah. just finding out like everybody's connected. Like yeah. you know Leo, and then who fucking just knows who else knows whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just cool to um for me like entering the community just to to, mm -hmm. to meet everybody and just grow the network yeah yeah man and uh, and i think that's why we're sitting here today um it's a great note to end it on is community yeah dude it's a beautiful thing so right. for those out there in social media land you know feel free to reach out um if you're in san francisco you know hit me up i'm usually around I'm usually rolling around the grass at dolores um but uh yeah yeah and thank you man yeah, absolutely, really appreciate brother. it. Absolutely. So, yeah. and I'll have all your things and uh, all your links in the show notes, so people can click and just get a hold of you easy. Um, okay. Is Instagram the best way to get a hold of you? Or yeah, I mean Instagram's Twitter, uh, Instagram's the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there frequently, and um, as 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 little as I post on my feed, I post on my stories a lot. Um, yeah. And you know, it's a great way to to definitely communicate and connect with me. So. Hell yeah, brother. Well, hey, cool. again, I appreciate it. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. All right, everybody. Until next time. All right. Thanks, guys.